0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three. Once divorced and now remarried to a much younger man, uncut and uncensored with Caroline Stanbury follows me as I live my life unapologetically and shows you that there is life after 40. I'm here to let you know that not only is there a life after divorce, but you have the power to make it your best one yet, just like I did. So buckle up and join me for the wild ride. So welcome back to another episode of Uncut and Uncensored with Caroline Stanbury. Today, I thought actually I would talk a little bit about setting boundaries with all relationships in life. I think I've done a little bit on this before, but actually the more and more I sort of set them, it's kind of like toddlers, isn't it? And and kids, the more you set your boundaries, the less sort of fucked you are later on. I'm learning to do this myself in my Sort of mid forties because I never did that. I never set boundaries with anyone. I'm that person that will get up in the middle of the night and answer a call or work. I mean, I remember my first boss. Hope he's not listening. He would do things like he'd go he'd go away on holiday to America, and I'd be in London, and I was his like assistant at the time, and he'd call me in the middle of the night. And asked me to call downstairs to get him a drink. Now I'd be like, oh my fucking God, in my own head, obviously, not to him. All he has to do is dial zero. But no, he wanted me to do it. And I would do it because, you know, I felt like, and as many of us do, actually, that shows a good work ethic. Even though I'm muttering like stuff under my breath, I did everything, right? I just always did it. And that's why I always, It annoys me when you guys out there go, everything was handed to you. You didn't have to go through anything to get everything. I bloody did. And I paid my dues like everybody else. And I wish that today's workforce or young people had the same ethic as we did back then to get the job we wanted. Because, you know, girls, guys, there's about 10 to 15 people per job, more, hundreds, sorry, for the jobs that we want these days. And they're ever diminishing. So, You know, to get the job you want, sometimes you have to do the shit and prove yourself. So anyway, back in those days, in my early twenties, you know, I didn't set boundaries with people ever. I just said yes. And it's hard to set boundaries when obviously you're working and you want to build something. So I was so used to going from that to going to building a company where it was client-based and I was personal shopping for people and running around and styling people that, you know, obviously, you know, lines become blurred too, again, because they become your friends, but, you know, then you're also working for them and, you know, boundaries are always kind of hard to 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 put because, you know, you're, you're sort of working for somebody and doing the nine-to-five and they're handing you the money, but then, you know, you're going out and partying with them later so, you know, when they wake you up in the morning and tell you have to be somewhere, you can't quite understand the switch. So, you know, I do understand it's like children. Children want to know time to go to bed, a time to get up, you know, which is, I suppose, I learned those quite early on when I was in boarding school because, you know, we were we were told when to get up, when to go to bed and all of that. And I think as we get into life and relationships and just life happens to us and we kind of want to please the other person. I think we've been taught, women have been taught specifically that without a man that we're kind of nothing, you know, we need to please the man and make the man happy. And therefore your boundaries kind of go out the window. Like, and there's simple things. Like, I mean, you know, if your girlfriend called you and said, let's go out 10 minutes before, you know, most of us would be like, yeah, I don't think so. Either I'm busy. I'm not ready. And if I, if you didn't think about me before for this dinner, I'm not coming now. But when a guy that you really, really like does that, most of us go, oh, we'll be there in 15, you know, sort of don't set boundaries early on because you're so glad they've called you or they want to see you that you kind of all sort of normal thought process goes out of our head, doesn't it? And I see this time and time again, and I look, and this is very easy for me to stay married sat in my little booth. I do understand ladies that, you know, when you've been waiting for that phone call and the guy calls that, you know, most of us want to jump. And I probably would too, even though I know it's not right. And I think setting boundaries with all aspects of your life. Time as well. Time is so precious. And actually, if I think about it, I didn't set any boundaries here either. And that comes from wanting to succeed here, meeting lots of people here and new people come into my life all the time because we're in the Middle East. And, you know, it's quite a transient city where everybody comes, they try it for a bit, then they leave or, you know, especially with the world being the way it is right now, people are moving here by droves. So, you know, I get phone calls all the time going, "Oh, you know, can you give me all the best restaurants, all the this? Can you take me here? Can you take me there? Like I'm a tour bus drives me absolutely insane. I actually should launch my own ebook on sort of like places to do and see. And you'd be amazed by the way, how many people DM me that I don't know on Instagram asking me for their my top 10 picks here and the things that I want to do and the restaurants and what are the best restaurants every single bloody day. And I'm like thinking to myself, why am I Why am I telling people this? Why am I writing this every day? It drives me absolutely nuts because I don't set any boundaries. I'm not a tourist information board. I'm not, you know, Dubai tourism. I'm not a, a sort of encyclopedia of the things to do when you get to Dubai. And it's amazing how many people reach out to me to ask me. So, you know, that's another boundary that I've started to write back and say, look, I'm so, so, so yeah, I have time to list 20 of my favorite things to do every two minutes to people. Like, I mean, surely you research before you leave and it's, it's setting these types of boundaries, boundaries with my children coming into my bedroom, you know, boundaries with my husband and even in, in like silly things. Like I have to have a boundary in the bathroom. I have to have a boundary for myself that I would like, you know, peace and quiet at a certain time. And I set boundaries in the afternoon too, by the way, when I go upstairs for whatever it is, a rest, I don't want to have questions thrown at me. I don't. After work at seven or eight o'clock, you know, when I've just got into bed, I don't want to talk about work. I've absolutely setting that boundary for myself now. And it feels quite good. It feels quite indulgent, that one, because it's quite difficult because, you know, obviously my husband's a lot younger. We're doing a startup and you should eat, breathe and sleep a startup. So I'm kind of like a little bit torn with that boundary. But I also know that I need it for my own health because I'm a workaholic. And if someone dangles work in front of me, I'll choose that over anything, any day of the week, which is what I've done all my life. And who suffers me? Because my brain never switches off. And then it's the scrolling and it's the everything else. So I've started looking into this more and more and more and looking at what boundaries really mean or what really successful people look like. You know, I've said I've been up, I've been down. And what was the difference? I think when I sort of had been moved here, I wanted a different life, as I've said. And so I wanted a lot more sort of I'll get up in the morning and then I'll just pop to Pilates at like 10 o'clock and then it's 11. Then I'll come back, get changed. Then I'll, you know, put my feet up, lie by the pool, maybe check on the little darlings, that kind of life, which was great, really great. But then I realized half my day was gone and how productive really was I? Well, not as productive as most people, you know, but that, that point, I suppose I didn't really care. But now I care again because I'm like, even... What does productive look like? I'm not even talking in financial sense of the word, you know, because honestly, the way I work, because I work for so many different brands and I work on TV, my work is sort of sporadic. I can absolutely work day and night for four months and then I can take two two months off and have absolutely nothing to do. So, you know, and I actually this month was the first month I've really put that into my diary. Nothing to do. But I'm changing a lot of my routine and setting boundaries in that, you know, I used to cancel everything for a meeting or I'd cancel on everything for, you know, I don't know, the meeting or the job. Now I've said to my assistant, build my schedule around my workout. Build, I want to work out three times a week, unnegotiable. Okay. Four would be great if I can just because I feel so much better. Now, what does a workout look like for me? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not setting the world on fire here, people. I am doing Pilates or going for a walk or whatever that looks like, but it just changes everything. I've also said that, you know, I wake up a bit an hour earlier now than I did. So we sort of wake up around seven, open the window and I'm getting better. I'm not perfect, you know, then sort of focus on the meditation bit um, and read my emails and answer things, but from bed and while I have my coffee, which I love. And that's a very peaceful time. I don't go downstairs for a while. And I enjoy that. Even if, you know, Sergio gets up and goes and off and does what he wants. I think giving myself that time is super important. And I set that boundary with him too. Actually, an, an interesting boundary that I'm discussing with Sergio right now is our, is our age gap, right? So Sergio wants to spend the whole day, I don't know, he'll fill it. He wants to play paddle, then he wants to play golf, then he wants to do some work, then he wants to see a friend, then he wants to go for dinner. And I just cannot do all of these things, nor do I want to, nor do I want to go for a couple's paddle every day and be beaten by, you know, for sport, sporty guys, because he wants me to go with him. So I'm setting a boundary now that as a couple, even though we do work and do everything together, it's really healthy that even if it's an hour or two in the day that he finds something that doesn't involve me. Even the walk, if he wants to do the walk and I don't want to do the walk, you still do the walk. And I think setting those boundaries with a partner now is super, super, super important. Because, you know, I think at the beginning when you're in sort of that love bubble, which we all go through, you kind of agree to a lot more than you would normally because, you know, your endorphins are going, you have this wish of love, you are having, you know, ridiculous sex all the time. And, you know, your rhythm isn't quite right. And, and you know, at the beginning, you're not even living together. So it's kind of stolen moments, isn't it? So you're so happy to see each other and you want to spend every waking moment together. And that cannot be the precedent for the rest of your life because it's just unnatural. Now, you know, we're only five years in, so it's like not the end, or four and a half, five years in. So it's not the end of the world yet, you know, where you're, you know, seven or 10, where you're like, okay, I... You can't i I mean, I don't know whether it's possible to sustain or not, I suspect not, but you know again i I think setting those boundaries and the rules that like I want to have an hour or two by myself in the day, even if I lock myself up, sometimes I'll go for a like nap in the afternoon or just to watch mindless t v and he'll come upstairs and sort of try and climb in and talk to me, and I'm like, no, 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 pretend I'm absolutely not here, I don't even want to hear a voice because it's like the time before the kids get home it's like that window of opportunity before all hell breaks loose through the door and three different people come screeching in wanting three different meals because they're all starving from school wanting homework wanting you know cakes wanting i don't know whatever it is dentist appointments doctor's appointments new clothes they've grown out of play dates i mean you name it so it is the one time that i is non-negotiable again for me that I I, I I don't want my name uttered, not uttered until I come down. And I'm just setting that rule now. And I find that really, really helpful. The next thing I think I'm doing is, you know, is having my PA like really schedule me, really schedule me so that you can visualize and see what your day looks like. And it used to be that I was back to back to back, like my last used to schedule me with an inch of my life. And, you know, look, I'm super busy, so I would like to get things in and I get that. But sometimes I think less is more. And I'm now telling people that you know, I won't do it. So look, no, I'm not available for a week and a half. And that's just how the way it is. You know, I've started doing the courses with all of you and it's been really, really fun. And some of you are more open to talking about it and other people. This is very private and it's been really nice. And obviously sharing all my experiences with all of you has been great. And, you know, that as well. The reason I I only wanted to do a few women at a time was because I didn't want to be all consumed because I presume by the time most of you have got to me, you're either in a rut or, you know, you're looking for a new life or something's gone a bit wrong. So, you know, when you when you help someone or you listen to someone's problems, you're actually onboarding it because that's the only way you can because you have to be you have to care. Right. I There's no point me going in and working with you guys if i don't care what happens to you the other end is there so i have to set that boundary right the boundary is that you know i can only take however many it is in a month and that you know we are very scheduled with it and that you know i also have to do the homework right because you know you're expecting a result and good advice. So there's no point me collapsing under the weight of some of your problems. And some of you, you know, that's not to say I don't enjoy it. I love it. But, you know, the, the things that are the letters that I read, you know, some of them are very, very heavy and very sad. And, you know, it's really difficult. You take it on board because you can't quite believe some of these things are happening. And, you know, obviously you get emotionally involved with people. So that's another boundary I think I set quite early, which was only to work with a certain amount of women unless, you know, we ever opened it up and did, you know, group sessions and things like that. But I always worry that people wouldn't want to share maybe their not dirty laundry, but own issues. Right. It's quite private like this. And, you know, these kind of things, boundaries, again, for yourself are so important because then I can be more available to you. I can be more objective because I'm not so embedded in it and i think you know setting boundaries for girlfriends too by the way very important just as much as husbands husbands need to know your limits and know what's expected and i think that if you if you did these le- this ladies very early on i.e. when you just got married going you know look i'm prepared to cook you one meal a day not three you know when our kids go to school i'm catholic you're jewish this is how i want to raise them you know, all these conversations are really important to have early on. Girlfriends and friendships can ju- be just as draining, if not more so. So, my husband actually can't bear that I take on so much shit from my girlfriends. You know, what happens with really good girlfriends is when you love your girlfriends, you kind of love them just as much as your husband, or not as much, but you know what I mean? You kind of give them the same, if not more, because a girlfriend calls at 11 o'clock at night or whatever it is floods of tears saying, you know, and then you sort of speed over to their house or you answer their calls and then you take it all on board. It's kind of, again, what I was saying about my courses, because, you know, you get sucked into it and it it is energy draining. And that's not to say you don't want it because you want to help your girlfriend. You love your girlfriend. Of course, you want to help your girlfriend any which way you can. But, you know, you have to have a boundary. That if somebody's going through, say I have girlfriends going through terrible divorces and they call you every single day and they want you to sit on the phone for two or three hours, well imagine I do this podcast, then you're on the phone to maybe a client who's also going through a terrible time. Then you get on the phone with your girlfriend. I mean, you'd be absolutely mentally exhausted. And then maybe you have a fight with your husband. You can't do that. You cannot. You need to set the boundaries that you have a few hours a day to make yourself feel good, which, and whatever that way looks like for you. Is it a massage? Is it a walk? Is it just looking at the sun? Is it, oh, I tell you what I like, those masks, what are they called? LED light masks. Those are fabulous. If you can't get out and um, you haven't got sunshine, wherever you are in the world, shove one of those on. It's like a fake light over your face. And I don't know what it does. It stimulates you to believe you're in the sunshine and you're, it actually improves your skin as well and produces collagen and all of that. So that's you know the byproduct. But I actually think just lying under it makes you just happier. It's like a release of serotonin through the body. You just feel happy. So I think that's a really good one, girls, just to cheer yourself up. And so setting these moments that are for you? What are the things you really enjoy? Is it being with your children, reading a story to them? Is it reading a book for yourself? Is it maybe get a hobby? You know, sometimes when you're out, like I know that when I'm in Pilates for that hour, no one can reach me. And I've got, ADD undiagnosed of course like i know i can't focus for long i've got you know itchy it would call itchy feet my mind runs away with me so i find meditation on all of this very hard for me because i'm my mind's always thinking i should be doing something else actually i went this morning for the first time i pushed myself to go to regan Hillier, and some of you will have heard my podcast by now with her and you know again some of the stuff they do is a bit more woo-woo for me, which I'm sure she knows, but it's actually really good. Because someone like me needs a bit of the woo-woo to bring her back down because I'm such a power sort of force. But, you know, I, I think with things like that, again, I think I I've just signed up for a course with her as well. I think taking a bit of the bits that work for you you take the bits that work out of my podcast and you say, okay, and you apply it, imply it to your life. I said, I like, I like to take notes, girls take notes. So like, I I find a few of the women that I really admire and then, you know, watch them, study them, study what they're preaching and then take the bits that I like. So, you know, for instance, this morning I'm, well, I'm big on the manifesting. As you all know, I've done the the vision boards and I know she has, and I've done all the Steps to it. And I'm, I was interested to see what her steps were and how she feels you get to the other side and whether her practice was obviously, I mean, I'm not asking if it was better than mine because she is the one, number one manifestation coach in the world. So I'm presuming her steps are a lot better than mine. But I do feel like I manifest anyway, naturally, but by mistake, mine just sort of happen. So if I can harness that in any way, I will. But at the same time, I don't want to be completely in this place where I'm, I'm not that keen on these giant, giant circles with a whole load of people I don't know holding hands. And they had something called hug therapy at the end. And this just this, I find very difficult. I think they were looking at me, they know. But then, you know, if I was on a one on one, maybe, you know, not one on one, but if I was doing it with them, and then, you know, a couple of other couples, maybe I could have done it maybe that's my problem. Well, obviously it's my problem, not theirs, but it's my problem. It's something I've got to overcome, right? But it's like, I'm not there yet, but that doesn't mean to say that I won't be. I feel like I'm getting more woo-woo. You know, Portland and Bali, building some villas. I'm barely recognizing myself. This is not where I saw myself on my journey, but these are my new boundaries. These are the new things I'm doing and I'm pushing my boundaries too. So boundaries can be to enforce things, but they can also be Different kind of boundaries, which are pushing your boundaries and pushing your limits, and pushing you know where you thought your boundary was. Like I don't really love, as I said, being touched by other people, and all of these things. That's a big boundary to me because I feel it makes me feel really uncomfortable and gives me this big thing in my stomach of like, oh, get off me. And I know that that has to be overcome at some point because apparently hug therapy. Is a thing, and when I've been, I actually went to Tony Robbins. There you go. And although you know I'm talking about Root Regan's, and it might be a bit woo woo for me, part of it. But Tony Robbins did exactly the same bloody thing, so there must be something in it, you know. So Regan has the business side; she has the woo woo side. She says she teaches all these CEOs and everybody all of this stuff. Now, if you come to my course and talk to me, I'm a lot more like, pull up your socks. Let's deal with this. You right? Here is the way you're going to deal with it this is what we're going to do. And I'm more practical, right? And it's more of a sort of, you know, a list of, well, you can't call him and, you know, co-parenting. It's a much more of a formulated list, whereas hers and maybe other people is a lot more sort of, you know, feel your intuition and, you know, follow this, this way. So I find it very interesting to see the difference in all of us, but we're all going the same direction, right? and again it's not about money because money comes when you're happy it's nothing else there's no great formula to that if you're doing what you love you'll make money it's that simple it just comes it flows and it really does it's just nothing to be scared of i used to be scared of money and you know the power and i'm not anymore whenever i need it it kind of just shows up and i don't know how i can't really explain it other than you just keep going you really just keep going if we were scared and we didn't try none of us would get anywhere. So I think, you know, there's always a way out. So don't worry about that side of it. Worry about what is your purpose, what's your journey and what you want to do. Once you've figured that out, the rest is easy. And I think that taking bits from all of us power women, I'm following, I've just found another woman. I can't remember her name. Actually, I've got the world's worst memory that I've just started following as well. And I'm really, really enjoying it because every single person i've picked or woman i've picked and again i've interviewed so many incredible women they're all so different i know you've heard me speak about nicole walters and i uh, just did oh i loved nadine dr nadine and she she became a doctor there you go from her terrible you know divorce from the wolf of wall street out of that, she she made a positive. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, not that my divorce was terrible, but out of my experiences with going up, going down, and the journey I've on I'm on, I feel that I have so much to offer everybody out there. And I think that all of you out there realizing what your journey is, what your boundaries were, pushing your boundaries and setting new ones is key. For your new lives, going forward and mapping out what tomorrow's boundaries look like. Because, you know, obviously, yesterday's boundaries are very different. You know, if you're changing a your relationship and changing your life, and I do believe, ladies, to grow, you need to change. Once you've settled and you've sort of become comfortable within your boundaries, you should set new ones and you should set new goals. And it's the same thing. Okay, people, I've achieved all this. Those were my old boundaries. Now these are my new ones because this is the new boundaries I need to tell you before so that I can reach my goal. And that's why with girlfriends, it's really important too, because how many of you have grown up in a town where it's like, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in a way. If you weren't at this lunch, you weren't cool. You know, if you didn't go to that lunch, you're never going to be invited back and you're not invited to that party because you didn't go to the last one. And if you're not hosting the dinners, then, you know, and, and I I never fell for that. I never fell for that because that's a crock of shit. Because if I'm lunching all day, which is a three hour lunch, and by the time I'm home, I'm a bit tipsy. And when I'm tipsy, you make bad decisions. Let me tell you in business, you really do because your brain isn't working the right way. And then you're hungover the next day. So you, you lose that day too. So you've got two days out for a lunch. doesn't work for me. Not worth it. So I set those boundaries quite early on. If you want to be my friend, doesn't mean that I can call you every day and we can have lunch every day. If I cancel last minute, it's not because, you know, I hate you. It's because something came up, genuinely came up, and I'm busy. And that's it. And I think setting those kind of boundaries with girlfriends, because girls specifically become quite clingy single women especially can become very clingy in a married woman's life they want a holiday with you they want to i don't know hang out with you they want to like you know how how some people can just take over you know my girlfriend was just here who I love dearly in case she's listening to this but I do love dearly caroline and i was laughing with her yesterday i was like you know she came for four days and sort of she came upstairs yesterday she goes well i'll be back in the third i've already told sergio it wasn't even a question or I came downstairs and I found Megan with a list of like, you know, sh- Japanese cooking knives, Magimix. My 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 driver was out, I, I mean, with with her. It was too funny because we've been friends 20, whatever it is, 26 years, I think. There aren't many boundaries. She was in bed with me in the morning. She'd done the shopping, told my secretary what she wanted to buy, me to buy, not her she was ordering candlesticks for my house for me to buy. And I'm like, if I had, if I wanted candlesticks, I would have bloody bought them. Don't want them, not getting them. And I said it like that to her. And there was my boundary being set. No, not on my priority list right now. Don't want a candle, Darling, don't you think candlesticks look lovely on a dining room table? Yes, they probably do but not on mine. I have candles. I'm very happy. And I don't need you sending out my driver right now to buy me a bloody candlesticks or Japanese cooking knives. I don't cook. So again, and that was two seconds and it was done. There was my boundary. Right. And I think it's just really important. And actually for the first time, I've got a credit where credit's due we have snapped. I mean, obviously when you're that old friends, you, you snap at each other sometimes, you know, just because you know each other, we have snapped. She didn't snap. She said, "Okay, fine. We won't. Okay, darling, Megan, we won't be getting candlesticks. And that was it. And it was so funny to me because the old one would be like, Oh, you know, sort of off and a half. And she didn't not for a second. It was very funny. I guess we don't want candlesticks. And that was the conversation next. And I actually really appreciate that because instead of getting angry when someone puts a boundary or says this, you've now tapped or stepped on it. She went, okay, I respect your boundary and moved on. And we don't need to discuss it. Not a big deal. That was my boundary, you know, so, so it's interesting. And you'll see very quickly, by the way, how people react to your boundaries. Some people really don't like them. And it's funny because I am a public figure as well. People can take my boundaries as being not snooty, maybe not dismissive, maybe not liking them or, oh, well, you know, she thinks she's this and she doesn't want to spend time with me or she cancels me or, you know, I can't come over and I want to see her more because, you know, they, they love to get the gossip and all this. They want to be in my house. And it's nothing to do with that. Whether I was on TV or not, I would have my boundaries. But it's just harder for people to take boundaries when you're, you know, slightly well known, I suppose, because people just want to sort of be around you a lot more and suck the life out of you a lot more. So it's setting boundaries and saying no is important. I actually had a really funny story the other day. I'm going to end on this one. One of the workmen, I won't name and shame, just called up and he said, you know, I, madam, I'm coming over in an hour. I just need to check some of the marble in your house. So I said, fine. Anyway, my uh, secretary said he's downstairs. So I said, OK, he said, can, can he come up to the bedroom? So I said, no problem. And Sergio and I were in bed and I'm so used to workmen in and out of my house. Like, honestly, I can't at this point it's the only way to live. There's nothing that my workmen probably haven't seen. They've stepped over me asleep. They've, you know, this house was built around me and the kids. So I didn't think anything of it. Anyway, he came into the bedroom and there was a woman standing next to him quite well-dressed. And I looked at the woman and, you know, the old me was, I mean, I was in shock and I actually surprised now that I didn't say anything because I should have had more boundaries. And I just thought that this was, Sergio was in bed half naked And the curtains were still shut. It was in the morning. And I just thought this was maybe his wife or maybe the owner of the company still thought it was weird because she didn't say a thing. She just was looking around my bed. She's standing at the end of my bed, looking around the room. And she goes, oh, this is nice. And then again, I didn't say anything. She didn't introduce herself. Like, I mean, like she's expecting me to introduce herself. She's in my bedroom. But anyway, get into the lift, go downstairs and start looking. And then I'm getting to the door and I'm getting angrier and angrier in a way. I'm like winding myself up. And finally, because the old me would have stayed quiet. I just went, excuse me, I'm very confused. Who are you? And she goes, I live in the apartments down the road. And I went, what? She goes, yes, I'm a neighbor. And I looked at myself. I was just in shock. I kind of went, sorry, why are you here then? why are you standing at the end of my bed on a Sunday? Well, the workman said I could. I just needed to see his work. And I said, and you didn't think to say hello to me or to say, so sorry, you're at the end of my bed. Excuse me. I didn't realize you guys were in or, you know, maybe this isn't appropriate. Anyway, it, it went on and on and on. And I'm not going to go into the whole story because otherwise you'll work out who it is. But I just said, you're going to have to leave. You have to leave my house. And I just looked at him and said, on what God's given earth, do you think that's a good idea? Bring a complete stranger on a Sunday into my bedroom. I mean, absolute nonsense. But anyway, I think the point to that story again is my lack of boundaries. My actual I stood there and I let her look around with me and my husband in bed. I, I was in like half leggings and like a bra top. My husband was half naked in bed, waving at her because we're too nice. We're too bloody nice. I should have said there and then, get the F out of my bedroom, but I didn't. Anyway, long story short, here we all are. And as we go on, I have less and less friends in a great way because I'm setting my boundaries. I just had a fight with a girlfriend now, one of the girls on my show actually. And she told me to shut up on my platform. And I was like, actual no, you shut up. This is my platform. And that's it. I haven't spoken to her since because I've got a boundary. I've said, you know, you've just crossed it on so many levels. I come onto your platform and tell you what to say. You know, we all have an opinion. Everyone's sort of, you know, exercising it, you know, every day. And I can't have mine. Absolutely not. So I am learning to enforce my boundaries. People don't like it. Your circle will get smaller. But I'm telling you, the right ones will stay and actually i don't really care i don't care because my boundaries are non-negotiable these days because they are my sanity for me my kids and my business life with that ladies and gentlemen i hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and if i can give you any insight into you know going forward set one or two new boundaries And see how much your life changes over the next week. I am setting the boundaries and I am setting new rules and I'm setting my new goals every day and I'm feeling good. And it's okay if you slip up and it's okay if they're not rigid. But, you know, as long as you make the changes slowly, one by one, something, one of them sticks. As long as one of them sticks every so often, you're doing great. Don't forget to you know, remind yourself, you're doing great. And I think a good way to remind yourself of these things is when you write them down, you can see what's been achieved in the last three months, six months, and go from there. Just as long as we're making small changes every day, people, we're going in the right direction. Thank you for listening to another episode of Uncut and Uncensored with Caroline Stanbury. Thank you for listening. You can catch my new episode of my podcast every Wednesday. Please don't forget to follow so you don't miss any of the action. I want to hear from you, so leave me a rating and a review. Follow us on social for all the behind-scenes action and more information at Uncut and Uncensored by Caroline. See you next week.